0: Welcome to the Water Walkers podcast. Every Christ follower experiences moments like Peter when Jesus called him out of the boat to walk on the water. This podcast can help encourage other leaders as they learn to follow the voice of Jesus, just as Peter did. Today, I'm excited to introduce Ted and Stephanie Clouser. Ted got an early start in the technology industry at the age of 16, starting his first computer company. In 1996, he joined what is now known as PCA Technology Solutions, based in Central Arkansas. His wife Stephanie got her start in advertising while she was in college and later joined PCA Technology Solutions with her husband in 2012 to focus on business development. Ted and Stephanie bought the company in 2018, and now their firm focuses on helping small and medium businesses with world-class IT, whether it's cybersecurity, consulting, managed IT, large IT projects, data communications, and even technology coaching. They have built a team that is equipped with all things technology. Lately, Ted has found a passion for educating the public as an IT expert on complex topics that we all need to understand and know. It can be found on national and local radio, TV, and editorials. Ted and Stephanie have two young adult children, and they enjoy traveling together as a family. I have had the privilege of getting to know Ted and Stephanie Clauser and really seeing them at work. They're both very smart, very sharp, and a real dynamic business duo. They set an example for their family and their community of faith in action. Their workplace values starts with the golden rule. And they, they do work hard to maximize their business together, and I see them also work hard to find new ways to honor God with their work in the process. They really are a joy to spend time with, so I'm excited for us to get to spend time with them today on this podcast. Enjoy. So, okay, I was reading the bios, and if I only go by your bios, y'all have gone into business together, bought a business together, had children, and not yet gotten married. So, where, where, is, that? where, where, is, the, uh, where is that in the timeline? I'm trying to remember if that was before y'all were both working at PCA, right?
1: No, yeah. I was there. Yeah, but both together. So we got married in November of nineteen ninety-eight. So we're actually coming up on our twenty-four year anniversary next week.
0: Or two wow. weeks. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So you. you were already working there, but then married Stephanie. And then Stephanie came on board. Was that in 2012? Yeah. Yes. Wow. 24 years. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. You guys are uh, double right now where Molly and I are at. So praise God. That's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You guys well, are great. You. Well, thank you. So all right. Welcome, Ted and Stephanie Clauser. I am so thankful for your time. Thankful for this opportunity to get to uh, grab both of you together, which is so fun. <laughs> that makes it double the fun. So uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, one of the things that we start out with is always that icebreaker question. Uh, which we have as your favorite or least favorite subject in school as you were growing up. I'll let each of you kind of share uh, your thoughts on that
2: one. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, Definitely math, math and more math would be my least favorite all the way through school. It's the I can get the basic like fractions a little bit you know like multiplication <laughs> i can do all that but after that no fun very bad day <laughs> um so unfortunately you take that all the way through school um and yeah. i don't know any you, you know um it's kind of fun because in high school i kind of is where i started discovering my love for history and then mm. as an adult that's just taken off like uh it's, it's so i love it's one of my favorite things to do when i travel is understand the culture where the people came from those kinds of things so i mean obviously the bible is the best history book right so um yeah i do enjoy some good that's great
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense ted yeah i'll just feed off of that since you talked about history that actually was my least favorite subject uh i didn't understand why we had to learn about uh things that were in the past and so now i am uh very privy to the to the understanding of why we did that. Now that I'm much older, I have far more interest in history. I wished I would have paid more attention uh, to what the teachers taught, and, uh, right. and now I definitely have a passion. I mean, travel brings that passion. You know, as we've as Stephanie and I have had the privilege to be able to go to Europe and Israel and see places that are very historic. It it makes me realize what I missed out on. As far mm-hmm. as favorite subject, I uh, love physics and um, loved the concept of understanding how things worked. Um, and physics was by far my favorite class of all that ever took.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's great. It is kind of funny to see too, like as our kids grow up and they're going through their homework and like with math, for example, Stephanie, you share that. And I still, my son is bringing me his math and I'm still like, <laughs> I don't know, that's too long ago. Don't go. It ask never someone ends. Else. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Um, yeah. So at PCA Technology Solutions, uh, you guys do have a lot of ways that you've incorporated your faith at work, that that's been part of your story and your journey. Your workplace values draw inspiration from your faith. So could you, uh, either one of you uh, that'd like to, or or maybe um, maybe that's kind of a shared story, but could you fill us in on how you first began to understand God's heart for business and incorporating your faith at work.
2: Yeah. uh, Okay. I, one of the things I think about is we like, unlike some other companies, we got to rebrand. Right. And so that was our moment to say, okay, we're going to stop. We're going to say what's important to us, why we're doing what we're doing, the burden we have to be good stewards of this company that God gave us. And, the people in it, and the community, and you know all the things that we impact with just this company that is relevant. Technology is relevant to you know this future. And um, one of the things that really helped me is early on when we were rebranding. Ted was a part of um, basically just CEOs who were believers, and was so helpful because I would sit in on some of those meetings of what is okay by law, right? What are we expected and not expected as a private company and from a state level and all of those things. So it gave me the freedom to be educated, to know, okay, here's where, what we can do always leave it an option, but, but not, don't be afraid to say, I pray for the company. Don't be afraid to pray for the company, but the other people don't have, nobody else has to, you know, pray. And so understanding that gave me more freedom to say, you know what, we can own that we are a faith-based company. Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah, and just to feed off of that, um, you know, I I say often you don't have to be a Christian to work at PCA. You just have to know that we are, and so we are going to use those those foundations uh, to make decisions. We are going to pray for our team. We are going to pray through decisions. We're going to have a business that focuses on Christ first, and we make it very clear it's part of our DNA. And, uh, so the original founder of PCA had had sort of established the pillar on the golden rule. So when um, when we took over and rebranded as PCA Technology Solutions, we felt like the golden rule needed to be at the center of uh, the rebrand. And so we came up with Great IT and Golden Rule as is the beginning of the Great, um, and then the last T um, in uh, the IT part talks about that we are a faith inspired organization. So we make it very clear um, that we are going to be led by Christ.
0: Yeah, I I love the way that you guys have outlined your values, and you've got it neatly organized into great IT. And uh, that's, that's been interesting, because uh, the values are meant in, in a strong way to help guide the way that you guys do business, the way that you interact with people, the way that you make decisions. And so are there ways that you've seen, I mean, for a, uh, for a believer or a Christian who's working there, uh, that may be you know, really familiar and, and easy, easy to implement, but ways that you've implemented that, ways that you've seen those values uh, impact what you do in a positive way and build a positive culture. I, I just wonder, because you both have done this well, if you could speak just for a moment to building a positive culture with your values as a business leader.
2: I'm just thinking about that because there's so many opportunities throughout the day that you can do that, right? You, you're, it's a constant challenge of, um, doing what is right, doing what you can look at the Lord in the end and say, you know, I was the good and faithful servant and, um, succeeding, right. And doing, growing your business, uh, cultivating the things that you want within the people, the team. So, um, I think there's a lot of, day-to-day examples of how the people in the company see that we are faith-based and that we expect for them to do the right thing you know if it's um that is an expectation and it regardless of how we can excel in business if it wasn't done the right way we don't want it right so i think just as leadership that it affects the culture when we when we push back and say was that done legitimately, you know legitimately, or did was that done with values that we would be proud of right and and flushing through that it it helps. we don't have to say it. it's expected because that's where we're all going, right? and um everybody's level is different, and so we with great i t we know what that level is, so uh, it just cultivates that the no questions it's we don't want the money if if we did it the wrong way, so
1: yeah. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a very simple person, right? I grew up on a dairy farm. I like to keep things simple. And so we, we simplify it by saying Christ came to us and he said, the two greatest commandments are this love God, love others. So we talk about that within an organization. I'm very public in my, um, uh, brand in the sense of if we will love God and we will love others, And then now we dive into a little bit deeper. What is love? Okay. Love is patient. It is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not self-seeking. So we can teach these things and we don't have to get churchy. We're able to come and say, this is how we're going to treat each other. This is how we're going to treat our clients. And this is who we are going to be. And then you bundle in fruits of the spirit. I mean, we can, we can keep it very simple to where anybody of any background can say, that makes sense. So to be a part of this company, you're basically telling me I need to love people and do it well. And the short answer is absolutely. And now we're going to lay out what that looks like as far as core values and and really map it out. But we don't, we don't make it churchy. We make it about kindness and compassion and the the two greatest commandments.
0: Yeah. And it's a great example the way that, that, at PCA Technology Solutions you support that in your employees you reinforce that with what you do and even when it is a decision that you know I'm doing the right thing even if it's not the most business expedient thing but you reinforce and support we're going to do the right thing and that's a really that's a really I would think a a good example in a in a way that your business is a light even just to your employees and the people that you're the customers you work with all of that so that's a huge deal so
1: well, and part of the struggle, part of the struggle, too, in the history is accountability, right? So we felt like accountability needed to be at the center of great IT because we're we're a 27 year old business and we focus on grace, 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 grace. We're going to show grace. We're going to show grace. Well, guess what? If we show too much grace, we lack accountability. So it's it's really been powerful for us to say we're going to stamp that center. And yes, we are going to be grace filled. We are going to set standards and we're going to set expectations and we're going to ask people to rise up and them.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'll put in the show notes just a little link to the uh, the page you guys have with your great IT values on there, because I think that's a neat example people can learn from. Uh, You both are such a dynamic duo. I know we say you probably hear that all the time. But when you work together, when you both really put your minds together and and are really moving in the same direction, it, it seems like there's nothing you can't tackle. And uh, you've been able to make some bold moves and position yourselves for different pockets of business growth. And I know there have been you know ups and downs. We all have those mountains and valleys, wins and losses. But along the way, uh, there have been times when I'm sure it's felt like taking risks to Follow where you feel like God's leading you to go and invest in the things that God's leading you in. And so, and I know you've prayed bold prayers, so I wondered if you could uh, just maybe share one or two examples, maybe a story or two, where you might have seen those answered prayers that have really encouraged your faith along the way, or where you've taken that bold move to follow God and where he's really met you there and led you through.
2: Yeah, we tend. I joke that together we would be the perfect CEO because we do <laughs> complement each other well. And um, one of those is knowing when to step back and and then move forward, right? And or to trust each other in that. And I would say early on, I mean, one of my um, the examples that I stick with even now is I wasn't so sure, right? But this is heads baby it's his passion i happen to be good at a certain thing and i fit within the the puzzle but i'm not you know the creator of the puzzle um it's this is you know ted's baby and so in that um early on when it doesn't make sense right and when you just aren't making money and you're not delivering the way you want to and you're not blaming anybody you know that there's so much growth that has to happen It's just prayer, right? It's like just prayer upon prayer upon prayer because it doesn't feel like it's in your ability to be able to do it. We're just one person. You know, we're just a team of, at the time, maybe 20. We're looking to wisdom, you know, looking at wisdom from people. But for the most part, at the end of the day, we're the ones who will go bankrupt or not, right? And at the time, it felt like that every day, you know? And it's one of those things where, um I feel like God delivered again and again. He gave us that peace. And even though it was really difficult um, to get on the right track and it's slow going, right? I mean, you want it in the day, but it didn't take a day to get there. And so uh, early on with the purchase and the rebrand, um, I think many days we came to a point where we're like, we just got to give this to the Lord because nothing that we do, today is going to make a humongous difference um and part of that is is seeing what you have clearly right um that our delivery does need to be better that our communication does need to be better that our leadership does need to be better all of the things that are kind of broken they don't get fixed you know um in the time frame that you'd like to see them so um i would say that would be a multitude of prayers every day and um It was slow and steady, but I believe 100% that God showed out in that. And um, we're on the other side in a lot of ways, and um, it wouldn't be without Him.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And and prayer has revolutionized both our personal life and our professional life. Uh, We've made it a point um, through the the, uh, wonderful uh, pushing of my wife and the patience um, of her for nearly two decades to say, Ted, we have to pray together. We must pray together. It needs to be consistent. And me being a goer, 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 I'm like, yeah, 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 let's, let's figure out how to fit that in. But it, it was always an afterthought. And I had lived a very blessed life. And so, you know, I'm rocking and rolling and things are, are going good. And I always just felt like it was an afterthought. Well, uh, God woke me up. And so I went through, I've been very public about an 18 month battle uh, with depression where I didn't want to get out of bed. I could, I was in the bathtub by two in the afternoon. And my lovely wife, build in the role for me when I was incapable. we had others at the office or COO or CFO or people rose up to help lead when I couldn't. And it broke me. And God really, the way I see it is God tore me down and he rebuilt me into a better man. Um, You know, I was, I was able to see the challenges. I was able to admit that I was going through depression. I was able to seek help and ultimately what it did, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting all through that process. I was closer to God than I had ever been before because I was in that valley where I knew I needed Him every moment. And so, what I'm so grateful for, not only is my wife uh, carrying the role during that, but really what brought me out of it Um, towards the end, you know, she, she was very bold in the sense of you're going through a rough patch. You know, this has been a long time. What happens if you lose everything tomorrow? What's the worst that could happen? I go, well, this, this, and this. She goes, yeah, that would be pretty bad. Then what? Well, then this, 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 this. She goes, oh, that'd be awful. Then what? And I go, what do you you mean, then what? That's terrible. She goes, yeah, that would be terrible. But then what? I said, well, I would have this and this and this. And so she said, the way to get out of this is one day at a time. And so I began thinking about that. The best opportunity I have to get out of that hole is to focus on it a day at a time. I'm going to win each day, even though I felt like a huge loser. I'm going to win the day. I felt like I could do that, and so in that journey, uh, I also recognized the need to pray with her on a regular basis, and it's it's just changed everything in my life.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, the story of Peter walking on the water gives us a lot of valuable lessons, including that moment when. We can get out of the boat, and we might find ourselves for a moment walking on the water with Jesus. But Mm -hmm. the waves are real. (laughs) I mean, Jesus didn't calm that storm first. That storm was still Mm -hmm. happening, and so those waves were real. And just Mm -hmm. the—I know the desire in Jesus for uh, for us to continue to rely on Him. I mean, part of the instruction that He gave to Peter was to keep your eyes on Me. Don't look at the waves. Keep your eyes on Me. And being able to keep that dialogue. Being able to stay connected to him, even in that process, that he doesn't just call us to an impossible task and push us off the cliff and then (laughs) hope for the Mm -hmm. best. But he goes with us through every step and through every process. He's already there, you know, on the other side. So uh, just seeing how he has, uh, how you guys have really clung to him through every stage and stayed connected, continued to... uh, Stay in conversation and dialogue with Jesus, and continue to incorporate prayer into what you do and how that's carried you through. Mm-hmm. Even just you know, little day to day things. It's not necessarily like, a, like Stephanie said, not an all at once type of a thing, but it's along the journey and along the process. I think I would love for all of those problems to get solved immediately, but there is something about doing the process with God, with Him, and letting it Absolutely. play out. And uh, and you guys have really seen a, a amazing result of just growing in that trust and doing that together. Like the example that you both set as a couple is is remarkable. So it's really it's a huge encouragement to me and uh, to my wife Molly and I know many others. So uh, that's just it's great to just get to you know look behind the curtain of that and just hear more of your story. Um, that's really meaningful. So thank you. Uh, I did have one other question, and we can continue to elaborate on. Uh, whatever continues to stir, but uh, are there some examples in what you've done? Maybe it's along the way, or maybe it's what you're looking forward and looking ahead to right now, where you see some great opportunity for kingdom impact in what you're doing and where you've seen that in your work.
2: I think the, one of the things that has been really resonating with us recently is that idea of uh, these things we learned at, in, from a personal level, level that we could implement in business. So for one is, you know, we've had financial stewardship kind of understanding for years and years and years, and we've used that from a personal level, but then to move that over to business and say, you know what? Um, it's just as important to tie 10%. It's just as important to give 10% off of, you know, the profit. It's just as important to um be a good steward of what we have and the team we have and to give back and all of those things. And so, um, you know, kingdom impact for me is being able to sit in this moment and say, what is our community doing? Where is our County as a whole? where are the burdens? Uh, what are organizations that are doing good work that we know, um, you know, could use some support financially. Um, and so they can keep doing the work. I mean, things like that, Um, have been really fun to resonate on this uh, year as we are kind of stronger foundationally and we we get to we get to do those things you know before it was just barely surviving it was fixing what we felt was broken right and Mm -hmm. not everything's fixed not not everything's perfect but to be able to look and say you know what It, it doesn't have to be perfect to serve the lord and that's in our time we implement Uh, You know, real example is given that time, every teammate is um, given X amount of hours a year um, to give back, right, Um, to be involved with what's going on in the community, uh, what they're passionate about, share what they're passionate about, how can we help, um, really encouraging them to spend their own time doing that. Um, And then for us as a company, right, I think real examples is, okay, we want to be able to give, but. How do we make sure that we allot the time to serve, right? And how do we, it's just more purposeful. It doesn't have to be one big thing. It's just the day-to-day faithful and stewardship of, you know, the time and resources we have, so.
1: yeah. Uh, and I think part of it, too, for me, is the importance of recognizing I have to walk the walk. This can't be lip service, right? We can't be sitting here talking with you about this and that, and this is how we live. And these are the things we do. And then we walk out and we do something completely different. And so I think that grounding ourselves every day, thinking about being intentional, right? I was that guy as I was, as I was growing in uh, business and all of that for 20 years that people knew um, that I cared, but they didn't necessarily get time with me. I mean, I'm that guy that was distracted by a screen. If there was a screen in front of me, I wasn't really hearing what you were saying. And so, I have been very focused on being intentional, being available. I want to talk to people. I genuinely want to hear their hearts. Um, I'm a big—I uh, mean, I feel deeply, and so I, you know, I think a lot of times, Steph says, "I don't, I don't give a flip of what you feel. What do you think?" What and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to think without feeling, and so. A lot of that I have to keep in check. I have to be, I have to really make sure that I am intentional um, and focus. And, and, you know, part of the, that rebuilding that God did in me is that I am uh, making sure that I'm having deep conversations, that I'm really, truly engaged. I'm not as distracted as I used to be. And part of that is, you know, as we, as we sit here and we talk about, we do, uh, we have to walk that walk. And so that to me is a big part of it.
0: Yeah, to see it reflected in relationships. And uh, that is, yeah, that's a huge part. Well, this has been really, really great. I really appreciate your time. I know we're about to uh, bump up on our 30-minute mark, but I did just want to just open it up for if there are any other comments, anything that I might have left out or any any final things that you wanted to share. But again, just a huge thanks to both of you for for being part of this and being sharing in episode number five of our Water Walkers podcast. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Logan. Um, I don't know. I think what I was thinking of, like, regardless of where you're at in your work, you know, whatever role you play in whatever space you play. Um, I mean, just letting God do it with you. You know, that's what I'm, I'm any, if you know anything about the Enneagrams, I'm a seven. So I like to be tied down and I like to be able to go. Right. And so that spirit, that is what gives me opportunity to maybe see you at a coffee shop and, and and talk to you for an hour, right? It's the willingness to be in the moment and to, to not be thinking that I'm guaranteed the next day. Um, and so because of that, I, I feel a deep responsibility to give every single one of our team the same freedom, right? The same support to say, you be you go hand in hand with God. You be led by him. I want you to be the very best version of yourself. And PCA is only a part of that. I hope when you come to work, Um, you know, you feel his presence here. You feel the light that only he can give, the fullness. Um, And then that might mean staying home with your child because they're sick. Or that might mean, um, you know, working from Israel because you're, you know, at a conference for business leaders or whatever. Like, do that. I want you to do that. And so I, I think that that's what I leave is regardless of the role, you know, I hope you're in a space where you get to, you get to go hand in hand with the lord and when he says go that you get to go and when he says stay that you stay you know that you're having that relationship with him
1: yeah and yeah, now that's great great insight wisdom and and the only thing i would add um is i've just i've learned personally and deeply the power of prayer over the past several years. And and Logan, you know this. I mean, you've prayed for me. You've prayed for PCA for years and years. I would always get texts from you uh, where you said you're praying for our business today. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt that you were. And so I believe those prayers matter. And I think that we in turn need to be very diligent in praying for people and, uh, you know, I just have seen it firsthand. So thank you for your diligence in praying for us over the years. There were so many times those texts came across and I thought, okay, God, I hear you. I hear you've used your servant, Logan, to reach me today. And so I just want to reiterate the importance of that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's my joy. It's my privilege. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Please visit ServantLeaderNetwork.org to find more helpful resources for your leadership journey. And always bring your water walking shoes.